0: Hallelujah. <laughs> Greetings, free people of the world. How are you doing today? Glory to God. What does Ace Ventura say? All righty, then. Carry on. <sighs> Mr. Rogers, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Amen? Why? Because they carry such innocence. There's such an innocence about Ace Ventura, such an innocence about Mr. Rogers. That's really what Joel's bar, Drunken Glory, is all about. It's about Ace Ventura and Mr. Rogers. Just that childlike innocence that's pure joy. What's the evidence that someone's getting it? Jesus Christ said that your joy is perfect and your joy is overflowing. How can your joy be perfect and overflowing? Acts 20.32 By the word of his grace building up your spirit man. How much word of grace are you eating? That's your daily bread. That's your feast. (laughs) If you think you can make it today in the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great where you have 99 bewitched to one real Christian in the world right now, you are absolutely deceived. This is a time of feasting. And the only way... You're going to get all the mixture out of you. What's the cure to the Laodicean church? Feasting. In the book of Revelation, Jesus Christ said, Only by feasting will you come out of lukewarmness. Come out of Laodicean complacency. Hallelujah. There is so much Laodicean. And oftentimes, if it's not Laodicean, it's the zeal of strange fire, which is wickedness. That's actually zeal for Jezebel that we deal with, and those are murderers. We deal with the zeal for Jezebel, and when you come around in the eternal Sabbath day's rest, and you won't participate in strange fire, unauthorized fire with them, they murder you instantly because they don't serve the same God. (laughs) And if you don't perform works, then your ministry is illegitimate. Oh, Jesus. Let us show off sonship evangelism. You know, Jesus Christ said that the workers or the laborers at the end of the age would not be human beings. Wow. That the Lord of the harvest send out laborers. And then he says, at the end of the age, the laborers will be angels. That's what the Bible says. Read the Bible now. Okay, Be biblical. But a false Jezebelic Christianity makes you the laborers at the end of the age to cut you off from your inheritance, which is internal sonship. That's why our numbers are so few, and hardly most of you just got offended by that, because they're completely bewitched. Bewitchment is turning you into a laborer when at the point of maturity you're to manifest the inheritance set apart for those that are sanctified, Acts 20:32). How? By being built up by the word of grace. Not built up by works, built up by the word of grace. Works will cut you off from inheritance if the works are unauthorized strange fire. Unauthorized strange fire is the forfeit of your birthright to the fallen angels. Acts chapter 10, Jesus killed the two sons of Aaron. And he said, throw their bodies outside the camp and do not mourn over them. So it is for everyone who practices strange, unauthorized fire. The sons of Aaron brought their own fire that they had started to the ark. And the fire of Christ killed them instantly. In the Bible, Leviticus chapter 10, it is written. Very important that you deal with strange fire. Otherwise, you will have no inheritance in this generation, zero. You'll never get anything from God the Father, but you'll get some stuff from Jezebel. Because you'll be serving the fallen angels in strange fire. Which is the one of the greatest temptations for my generation. Because you got all kinds of hyper-spiritual ministries that are turning you into laborers instead of sons and daughters. I mean, they're like 99 hyper-spiritual ministries turning you into false evangelists instead of sons and daughters of the living God. There's no internal transfiguration. Here's the greatest revelation that I've heard in the year 2019. And you have heard that the Antichrist has come. And yes, many Antichrists are coming. Who is he that is the Antichrist? He who denies that Jesus came in the flesh. Whose flesh? Your flesh. He is the Antichrist. The religious spirit, the blasphemy on your, your carnal mind, on your forehead, is the denying of Jesus in your belly. He is the spirit of Antichrist. That's what you're dealing with now, on mass bewitchment spirit of Antichrist. People that deny that Jesus has come into their flesh. Jesus, come into my heart. Okay, but then he's not there. Why? Because the Antichrist is working in their carnal mind, telling them that he's not inside your hearts, that he's out there in space, and they trick you into serving the fallen angels every single time to steal your birthright, to steal your inheritance of knowing God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit inside your own bodies the temples of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Who's in you? Who have you received from God? Who have you received from God? You received the Spirit. Where does the Spirit come from? John 7, 38. Out of your belly flowing rivers of living waters. But of this He spoke of the Holy Ghost. So bewitchment works against your rivers of your Holy Ghost. He is your Lord. He is your Holy Spirit. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is the seal of salvation from the Antichrist, who is Satan, the red dragon, the religious devil the spirit of Antichrist that's in the world, that denies that Jesus has come into your bellies, that denies that the river is coming out of your bodies, out of your flesh, saying that God is not in you, God is outside you, is the spirit of Antichrist. That is the spirit that is in the world, but greater is the spirit of holiness that works mightily inside you inside your flesh the jar of clay. Amen? And we just take it down a notch now. Selah? Calm down. Hallelujah. You can rest in the peace star. Blessed are the peacemakers. You know, 357 is called a peacemaker. You know that? Why? Because you're going to have to kill people to make peace. And by people, I mean the persons of the wicked. These are actual souls called demons. Demons are like people. They're called persons in the Bible. Psalms 82, you tolerate the persons of the wicked, but God judges them. Now, if you have unrighteousness in your mind, you will tolerate the persons of the wicked. I tell you the truth. I test churches all the time. I test tribes all the time because the Bible says test the spirits. Test the persons. And it's not so much for the human being. It's to see what spirits are inside the flesh. And when you start to test them with an iron scepter, like the Bible says, strike their souls and dash them to pieces like pottery with righteousness and they get offended and think you're being mean and say you're not being loving? How many of y'all know that's a demon in them? Test the spirits. How do we test the spirits? Like Jesus did. He'd come around with a, with a furnace, an inferno of glory, and burn them out. He'd say stuff like, well, Canaanite woman, it's not time to give food to the dogs. Called her a Dog. Oh, such a mean guy. This can't be the Messiah. He's not loving. Not very loving. Oh, hallelujah. Test the spirits. And if they're offended by righteousness, it's because they have the antichrist working in them. Do not tolerate the persons of the wicked. Do not tolerate Jezebel. What does the Bible say? I have this thing against you. You tolerate The word tolerate means that you allow in the midst of you to work in your souls. And even it it talks about a bed, throwing those that are intimate with her on a bed of sickness, tolerating that woman Jezebel. So you come around, mean old Jesus Christ, coming around with a big iron scepter, and you know, he's a shepherd. And that's a violent thing to be a shepherd. That shepherd's staff is for beating animals. Shepherds break sheep's legs so they don't stray. This is not nice, clean, gentle little shepherd. This is violence. David was a shepherd, and he had a slingshot, and he killed lions. He killed bears. He killed animals. Call PETA. He was killing them. He's killing wolverines. He's killing honey badgers. He's killing animals. What is the animal? the beast of revelation. He's killing your carnal mind. Righteousness kills the beast. Righteousness kills the carnal mind. Jezebel says, No, let's fix it up and put makeup on it. No, it's a worm. The brain is a worm and the brain is a beast. And it must be brought as a burnt sacrifice to God the Father through the Holy Spirit fire. Otherwise, you're illegitimate Christians and not true Christians at all. Unless the worm of the brain turns into the butterfly of the mind of Christ, I tell you the truth, you will not survive the days ahead. The days of Noah. You're in them. You've been in them for a while. And the animals are the unrenewed minds, the servants of the beast, those who serve the flesh, the carnal mind, those who serve the brain. The servants of the brain are the wicked. The servants of the river and the mind of Christ are the righteous. Right now. And you got, I mean, how many people serve the mind of Christ? I mean, you barely have one in a hundred Christian leaders. Pentecostal leaders. Charismatic leaders. Now they're out there. Because I'm very encouraged this week that several mighty men of God and God, God is speaking to me about Joshua's and Caleb's of the older generation that are just spot on that are totally sacrificed in their blood and in their soul to the serving of the throne of God and the Lamb and the river. These are the older generations, 2 out of 12 Christians, right? The Joshua and Calebs. And they're just God-inside-minded. This faithful and true. Oh, it's wonderful. These Joshua and Calebs are so encouraging. Me. I was listening to different prophets this week. Older prophets. Men, men of God that I highly respect. And literally, the unity amongst these senior prophets is just perfection. I mean, literally, the I shared their videos in the Red Letter Ministries group. You guys passed over it. You probably didn't even listen to it. But it's like just perfect unity of what the true senior prophets of planet Earth are saying. The white eagles. Unity in the throne room. Oh, it's the most beautiful thing. What does it say, Psalms 133? Unity is beautiful. It is the beauty of holiness it is the beauty of the anointed one's body. B- unity of the beard. Unity of God's leadership. Now, everyone that's not in unity is going to be exposed for being an infant in Christ, being really just trying to make money through ministry as a business because they're they're lazy. A lot of people doing that too. They just see it as a way to pay their bills or something. But those that are truly sent and called from the presence of God are coming into unity of the brethren in the leadership of the bride of Christ during this time. And it's been awesome. Hallelujah. Unity. God inside-minded unity. People that are preaching and teaching what the Father's saying on earth. That's the most important thing. It don't matter. I mean, and you can come and it goes through your personality, and there's different types of people here, big time, different cultures. We all come out of different backgrounds. But you can hear the voice of many waters. You can hear the message. They're even quoting the same verses. They're even quoting the the same thing that God the Father is saying in the third heaven through our bellies. We better be saying it on earth, otherwise we're not the prophets. Prophets have the divine interpretation of the divine will. Prophets speak as the oracles of God. What the Father is saying in heaven, we say on earth. And anyone that's not in unity of the true prophets, well, they're going to be exposed because they're saying all kinds of other stuff that God is not saying at all. And they're going to start to stick out like sore thumbs. Wait a second. Wait a second. These mighty prophets over here are all in unity. Then what are these group of prophets fear-mongering? selling books, spending half of their services about promoting their new book, which is out there, man. It's out there. Just because someone walked with God in the past doesn't mean they're walking with God right now. If you don't die daily, you become servants of the red dragon, which is servants of the flesh, servants of fallen angel bloodlines. We better only serve the bloodlines of Christ, the genealogy of Christ, which is in spirit, in the river. If you're not serving in the river, it doesn't matter if you are once in the river or not. Anyone who turns back at any point in their life is no longer worthy of Him. You can leave the river and go into Sodom and Egypt at any time in this life. Hallelujah. What does the Bible say? Then those people, their latter condition is worse off than their former. It'd be better off if they had never been born than having tasted of the glory and then gone back into serving the fallen angels, which so many people have done. The love of many waxing cold. Why? Because God is not a servant of your soul. Your soul is a sacrifice to his soul. It's all about selfishness. It's all about ego. It's all about the beast. (laughs) The beast is what? Serving your mind instead of his mind. Very few people are interested in serving his mind, serving his throne. But you got to get interested in it, otherwise you will not survive the coming days. You think the pressure of the great tribulation is bad now? This is just a taste. You're going to have the maturity of the times, the maturity of the seed of both the enemy and the maturity of the seed of the righteous one. So, we're forerunners in this, helping you prepare to mature your seed so you can help everyone around you when the going gets tough, the tough get going. So that you are so prepared and discipled as mighty soldiers of Christ in you that nothing that comes can shake you. Because you've already been shaken through and through, refined in fire, and you're still burning. You know, it's not like you've arrived. Oh, I've been refined in fire seven times, and now I can go out and be worldly. You never get off the altar never get out of the river. You never get out of the fire. It's a river of fire. <laughs> He's called the Father of Glory. He's given you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the intimate knowledge of Him by the Father of Glory, Ephesians 1.17. Or you could say, by the Father of Fire. He was the Shekinah that burned in the bush. Glory, burning in the bush, or the fire in the burning bush. The burn, the burning bush and the burning was with the fire of the Shekinah glory. So the fire and the glory is the same substance. It's called Shekinah. And we go from Shekinah to Shekinah, glory to glory, which means an ever-increasing burning of what? Our bloodlines? So we don't serve mom's genealogy or dad's genealogy. Don't matter if you're Russian. Don't matter if you're South African. Don't matter if you're Zimbabwe. It don't matter if you're Irish. It don't matter... Mom and dad don't matter. Sorry, animals. What matters is Father God, Spirit of Adoption. Get adopted. Start serving the genealogy of Christ in the bloodlines of Christ, which is the river of life. And a cord of three strands is not easily broken, Ecclesiastes says. So what's going to happen is it's going to heal the cord of the strand of your mother and the cord of the strand of your father with the river of life, which is the third strand of the glory of God. And it will outflow from your belly and it will totally heal your DNA so that you can be young at 100. Now anyone that doesn't bring sacrifice and lives out of their animal soul is a total hypocrite hypocrite and a liar and a fake and a phony and a wannabe and a fraud because they're still serving the beast. They're still serving themselves pretending like I'm Christians. Look at all the stuff I'm doing for others. I'm in a third world nation. I'm a real missionary. God didn't even send you there. That's why you're not even... You're not a sent one. Test these people. Most of these people that come around and boast about works, boast about sufferings, boast about all this stuff. Mother Teresa boasted about sufferings. Hallelujah. A lot of people boasting about things of the flesh, religion of the flesh. It's satanic 100% of the time. Satan is the religious devil. Satan is the antichrist that doesn't have you serving the river, doesn't allow you to drink the river. It's a Christianity that the, where the river is unknown and your head is stuck in Egypt and it's about how big you build pyramids with bricks. It's slavery. Slavery to the fallen angels. Most of you still live in a Christianity of slavery to the fallen angels because it's about the performance of your soul and not the performance of the river. That's how you know you're 100% bewitched of Satan and his angels. So the great awakening message is return with all your soul to the river that is in you already you were cut off return to the river most of us come out of being twice dead twice dead the bible speaks of it several times being twice dead you were dead in your sins then you got born again got born of the spirit and water and then you went back into religion you left the river after you came in the river. That's what it means to be twice dead. And the Bible says that there remains no longer any sacrifice for your sin. So unless you bring your soul back to the river in your belly and realize where you left off, you'll never have a good day the rest of your life because you started serving the fallen angels after you were born again. Hallelujah. So many Christians will come back to the river after being twice dead dead. This is important revelation. Because there's hope. If you've been living in a dry place after you're born again and you left your first love, this one thing I have against you, that you have lost your first love, your first love ain't out there in the desert. Your first love ain't in the natural dimension. He's not outside you. He's not in that next conference. He's not in that ministry or this ministry. Hallelujah. He's in you. Your first love is in you. Return to your first love in you. Realize the glory in you. Let the rivers spring up in your heart and glorify your mind and wash away all Egypt from your hearts and minds. There's so much Egypt that we filled ourselves with after we're born again. Religious sin is the primary sin of the nations. Sodom and is very much secondary. Rebellion and lust is very much secondary. The first and most primary sin you must deal with is the sin of Egypt, the sin of pride, self-righteousness, ego, because that's Satan's true nature. It's it's true. That's who Satan is as an antichrist and devil. That's what's filled many Christians after they're born again. They didn't want to be filled with Satan. In ignorance, they served in spiritual Egypt and served demons. Served slavery systems that was about your soul's performance instead of bringing the animal sacrifice and being real Christians. And that's why they have such a hard time. Christians, it's like it's a trillion dollar ministry a marketplace of dealing with people that have been beat up in Christianity. That's the main message. You see it on all televangelists. evangelists You see it everywhere. It's, you're so beat up. You're so beat up. So here's some band-aids. Here's some band-aids. Satan and his angels did that on purpose. Through so these people, these sorcerers of Egypt that only put band-aids and never bring you out of spiritual Egypt. They just put more and more band-aids on your soul. Get the next fix. And you're drunk on the blood of the saints. The sorcerers of Egypt, the pastors of Egypt, the evangelists and the teachers and the false prophets and the false apostles of Egypt are drunk on the blood of the saints. They have no interest in you getting free and going into the river and rising in the glory of God to live in the third heaven. But that's the only escape from Babylon the Great is that you return with all your souls to the river and rise by the word of his grace, working and building up your inner man and raising your soul up above the dead, even while in the body. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, support Red Letter Ministries. Help us grow out of the ghetto and get a nice house and a nice studio and to just really go to the next level. We could really use your support. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, grow with us. Support us. Donate at brethren.com, and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen.